When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Party! Steady Brocking all game long. We will get to Brock. Party! Brock until the game is done. There you go, Ep. There we go. Ooh, Brock Purdy. Man, it's that song Purdy. Full Bob. It's a Brock Purdy fan club full here on ESPN Bob. Radio. It's a full Bob. Full Bob. Uh, Request is in. Brock needs to join his fan club on this show. Come on, Brock. We love you. I mean, seems like only logical that he would join his fan club. Like, we're here to hype him up. We've been the ones, the first on the MVP train. That's right. Mm-hmm. He needs to join us. If he, if he really cares about winning a Super Bowl, if he really cares about doing well for his team... If he really cares about winning that MVP and doing everything in his po- in his power to do that, he needs to join this show. I'll tell you what. Everybody's on the bandwagon now, but who's made a song about this man? Exactly. Who We have the lyrics up on the TV side. Who has put this much thought into dedicating their day to promoting the great play of Brock Purdy outside of Unsportsmanlike? Yeah. I feel like they should play that every time it throws a touchdown. They should. Like the Foghorn and then the, the Brock, Brock Steady song. Like, that's what they need to play. Who do we need to get in touch with? I don't in San know. Francisco? Somebody. We got to figure it out. We got to figure this it out. Song. Yeah. Just, just like the Blues needed Gloria, just like the Rangers are using Creed. We just heard Philly and Meek Mill. If they want to win a Super Bowl, they need a song. And we've already done all the hard We've work done it. For them. We've done it for them. It's Unsportsmanlike <laughs> with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So, listen, this is where I get nervous. As a fan of Brock Purdy, we've been riding that hype train. I get nervous that what happens in our sports world is we hype up just to knock down. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening now are all the comparisons. Like, for example, Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, of course, former head coach with the Jets and the Bills, was on with Greeny 10A to noon Eastern time on ESPN Radio and um, had this to say about Brock Purdy. Reminds me of Joe Montana. The guy's hard to beat. Well, he hadn't been beat. But what I see, too, is that poise and that mobility and the accuracy in the pocket and outside the pocket. His eyes are always down the field. He's looking. He, yeah, he can scramble, but he also is looking to, okay, my guy's coming open. He throws guys open. Timing, the anticipation, the guy is absolute money. And to me, so much of that reminds me of Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Well, but wait, there's more. Charlie Weiss, Sirius XM NFL Radio, uh, joined us, of course, four-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots and the Giants. And, um, yeah, he had this to say about Brock Purdy when he joined us yesterday, available on the ESPN app, all of our podcasts. Right now, I think Purdy's the MVP of the league at the, as we speak. We talk about all those players around him. I think he's almost underappreciated in San Francisco because – Everyone wants to talk about McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, and they want to talk about everyone but him. You watched the game last night. It wasn't like he wasn't throwing balls into tight windows. I mean, he had one throw to Ayuk that was behind him a little bit to his back shoulder. Other than that, the guy played a flawless game. I mean, he's playing unbelievably. He's cool, calm. He reminds me a lot of Tom. 
Reminds me a lot of Tom. That's Brady, by the way, mm. and Joe Montana. Those are the mm. two comparisons. Now, <laughs> that feels like hyperbole, whatever that word is. <laughs> it were, it were, it were remix. It feels <laughs> like we're going a little bit overboard. But situationally, we're talking about a quarterback on the best team in the league that gets paid NFL versions of peanuts that's drafted late in the draft for a team made famous by a quarterback by the name of Joe Montana. Mm. Are those comps that absurd? No, I don't think they're absurd. The reason that we're comparing him to other outliers is because Brock himself is an outlier. We haven't seen any other comp uh, in recent memory that we could – say it's a similar situation and a similar meteoric rise. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Since this guy stepped in when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt against the Miami Dolphins last season, he's been good to great for the San Francisco 49ers. The reason why the Niners are the best team is because he's playing the quarterback position high at a higher level than pretty much everybody else in the NFL. He's got the best QBR through Week 5 of any quarterback in all of football. He's top 10 in pretty much every single passing metric. He's got nine passing touchdowns. And no interceptions. I, I I don't know that Brock Purdy could do more than what we've already seen. He's great in situations on third down. He's great in the red zone. He's good against the blitz. In, in terms of all of the different things that we use to determine high-level quarterback play, he checks the box. So So why can't we believe what our eyes are telling us? Brock Purdy is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you think if we did a blind taste test, it would be different? Like if we just put up his completion percentage, his QBR, his yards per attempt, all of the metrics that he's excelling in, but you didn't know where he was drafted, you didn't know his name, you didn't know which team he played for. I bet if you looked at all of the numbers, you'd say, I want that guy, that guy looks like the MVP. But because of this, the talent around him and because of where he was drafted, we tend to want to caveat things when we talk about Brock Purdy. So are you saying his draft status helps him or hurts him? I think it hurts him because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yes. We're not because we are the presidents of the Brock Purdy fan club. But other people want to say, yeah, but, because they don't think that a player that got slept on throughout the entire draft and could be Mr. Irrelevant could be this good this quickly. So if we open up the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and ask, are you sold on Brock Purdy or do you need more? Your suggestion is most people are going to call in at 888-SAY-ESPN and say that they need more? That's what you guys are saying? I think so. That Because everybody's waiting for something else to happen. Well, what else could they point to? It's not as if there was a consequential mistake that derailed the right, 49ers so you season. Be sold. The only thing that happened in a negative way to Brock Purdy is that he got hurt in the NFC Championship game and it cost his team a chance to advance. Now, we'll never know what that game would have been had Brock not gotten hurt. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if he was healthy, the 49ers would have won the game because the Eagles are really, really good. But that's the only knock on Brock Purdy. We haven't seen him through a full NFL season and there is a little bit of concern about how he's going to be able to make it through with that UCL injury and whether or not he's going to be able to have staying power in terms of his level of productivity. I think those are all valid concerns, but you can't sit there and turn on the tape and say, you have cause for pause based on how he's played. The only question is, can he continue to play in every single game and not have his health be compromised? Can he stay healthy? If he can, this is the best team in football, bar none. Now, are there some other teams that might be able to challenge them for that title eventually? Sure. The Eagles got a lot of young players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, guys in new roles. They're still figuring it out. New play caller on the offensive side of the ball. Brian Johnson's still figuring it out. I know Pat Costello's not high on him as their offensive coordinator. Okay, cool. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, 
you know, Eric Bieniemy left. There's new receivers, all of this other stuff. There's new learning for Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and company. They'll be better later in the season in December and January than they are now. Maybe they could challenge the San Francisco 49ers. But right here today, this is the best team in football, and we have to stop discounting the quarterback when we say that. We can't just sit here and say, yeah, it's the best team in football, and Brock Purdy just happens to be their quarterback. No, they're the best team in football in part because Brock Purdy is their quarterback. Correct. Everything you just said about Brock Purdy reminds me of the conversations we have around Tua. If he can stay healthy, look what the Miami Dolphins could be. He has a great coach that put him in a system to succeed. Mm-hmm. He has so many weapons around him. He and Brock Purdy are really in lockstep in their situations and the production that we've seen this season. But yet, I think mo- more people want to believe what they're seeing out of Tua is real based on his pedigree and where he was drafted. Sure. I also think that personally, if you gave me the choice between the two, as great as Tua has been, I'd rather Brock Purdy because I don't think Brock Purdy has that belief yet I'm going to win the game for us. And I actually think that helps him. I think Tua rightfully has the belief, hey, I can do this. I can win this. I can take some risks. Brock Purdy does not take risks. And that's why I I love what he's doing. He's my favorite player in the NFL to watch right now because he's a mistake-free quarterback that just wins games. And there's never that moment of frustration of, like, I can't believe you you threw that ball the way you did. No, I don't know about the not taking risk part of it. Like, I I saw that, like, on that drive, first drive coming out of halftime, they had a third down and long. He has a completion to Brandon Ayuk. He gets called back. It ends up being third and even longer. And he puts that ball right there on Debo Samuel out and past the linebackers, but in front of the safeties. There's a lot of traffic, three or four different defenders in proximity to Debo. And he just drops it in the bucket. I mean, that's an absolute perfect throw. That's a risky throw. The degree of difficulty on that throw is high. Ain't a whole lot of quarterbacks that's going back and pass and just ripping it, especially when you have a double-digit lead. So the whole part about taking risks, I don't know if I agree with. I think Brock Purdy has the belief that he can go out there and win them the football game. I just think he recognizes that he doesn't always have to do that, and that level of discernment is next level. It's the level of awareness that we want Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills to have, but he has yet to grasp. Like That's the thing. Brock Purdy is beyond his years. This is not a guy that that is representative of a quarterback going into his second season as the full-time starter. This dude is evolved beyond that. And so that's what makes the comparisons to all-time greats legitimate because it's quite literally something that we don't see very often. It's literally once in a generation. I think Brock Purdy has the potential to be that quarterback. Uh, Evan in Louisiana listening on KPEL on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Have you seen enough from Purdy, or do you need to see more? I've seen enough. Um, As I was saying when you talked to me earlier on the comment, uh, I look at his record versus Trey and Jimmy with the same player, same system, and he's better at least than those two. Yeah, I mean, but here and here's the other thing, and thanks for the phone call. Jimmy did get to the Super Bowl and multiple NFC Championship games. Trey Lance only had a game or whatever it was before he got hurt. So not necessarily 100% fair to make that comparison. But based on what we've seen, I think it's pretty clear Brock Purdy's better. And, yeah, I mean, he's been awesome in what he's done. Scott in New Jersey watching on ESPNU. What's up, Scott? All right, let's talk. Let's skip Scott. you got to turn your radio down there. JT in Virginia on Sirius XM80. What's up, JT? Hey, I got a I, I got a, a remix for the Brock Purdy song. Ooh. What we got? Okay. Here we go. We will win with Brock <laughs> Purdy. Steady tossing all night long, <laughs> and we will win with Brock. 
We update, we update. Listen, we will A, win with not, rock. A win for with effort. Rock, yeah. But here's the thing. The actual real song has rock in it, so it's easy to play out. You can't leave out the Brock part, and you yeah. left out some of the Brock part. I feel like I'm Simon Cowell in American Idol right now. Yeah. You're not going to Hollywood on that, but yeah. it, was a great, it Wait, was a great effort. Did you just go full Randy Jackson? That's going to be a no from me, dog? That's exactly yeah. what happened just now. <laughs> I guess yeah. I did. That's, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> well, he ha- you have to use the Brock in it if you're going to remix it. Oh, but yeah. I like that he threw in win. We yeah. will win with Brock we because they are Brock. winning with Brock. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But I like it has that. to be steady Brocking all night long. That's a key. Gotta, gotta change that up. Yeah, we, we're close. We're, we can workshop it. It's fluid, as Stephen A. said. It's fluid. That's fine. We can I, I, will, I will say this about Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. The NFL has a way of serving up humble pie in at least expected times. Like, think about it. Going into week three, did anybody have the Arizona Cardinals beating the Dallas Cowboys on no. the bingo card? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Didn't happen. We thought the Cowboys could have been the best team in football, right? Oh, we were loving them. Got, 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 got beat to sleep by the Arizona Cardinals. The Miami Dolphins, week four, right? After coming off of beating the Broncos 70-20, to 20, could be the best team in the NFL, most dominant unit in the NFL, their offense, lost on the road against the Buffalo Bills, right? Embarrassing fashion. I mean, the Bills last week, we thought they could have been the best team in the NFL with the way that they were playing. Lost across the pond to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just saying, the NFL has a way of serving out some humble pie this week on the road against the Cleveland Browns, really good defense. Coming off of a bye week, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson's health. I'm not predicting that this is a spot to be upset. All I'm simply saying is just because a team might stumble along the way doesn't take away from what the 49ers are and what Brock Purdy is as a quarterback. Most obvious thing in the world, we should pick the Browns on Sunday to cover because of the fact that all the hype around Brock Purdy, it's so obvious that it's going to fall apart for us. I mean, it's just the most obvious thing in the world. Pick the Browns to cover, not to win, but to cover. I'm not going to fight you on that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Power rankings for week six. Week six. I can't believe we're all we're already here. Flying we're, by. We're, we're almost a third of the way through the NFL season. Time flies when you're It's unbelievable. I can't believe it goes that fast. But that's how much we love football. All right, let's kick this thing off, Javante. Let's go. 
Number five. Number five, we got the Buffalo Bills checking in. Listen, the Bills are fighting the war of attrition right now. Daquan Jones and Matt Milano are out indefinitely. We'll see if they're able to come back this season. Trey White already is out for the season. Two weeks ago, blew out his Achilles against the Miami Dolphins. So the hits keep on coming for the Buffalo Bills, but Josh Allen keeps making it worse by throwing interceptions. We saw another one across the pond in London. Right now, it's getting to be a broken record. I don't know why Sean McDermott allows Josh Allen to continue to make these types of mistakes. We've seen when Josh Allen drops back to throw more than 40 times, it doesn't equal great things for the Buffalo Bills. Since the start of 2021, the Buffalo Bills have played 38 games to date. They've got a 27-11 and record. When Josh Allen drops back to throw more than 40 times, they're 8-9. and When he doesn't, they're 19-2. and You do the math. It's not that complicated. Less is more when it comes to Josh Allen. Keep it moving, Javante. Number four. Number four on the list, we have to go with this team, the Miami Dolphins. And I get it. The Buffalo Bills just embarrassed the Miami Dolphins in week four. But the Miami Dolphins got back on the horse against the New York Giants. It was a good, not great performance by Tua. He had to pick six right before halftime, which is inexplicable, even though he had a wide-open receiver. I am a little concerned with Devin, Devon Achan being out. This is a guy that's averaged over 12 yards a carry. First player to do that through the first five games in an NFL season. But you are talking about an offense that has over 2,500 yards in the first five games. First offense to average over 500 points through the first five games. There's a reason why they're number one in yards and points because they can move the football better than anybody else in the NFL. Next. Number three. The Kansas City Chiefs is Andy Reid. It's Pat Mahomes. What's understood ain't got to be said. I mean, the only question on a short week against the Denver Broncos is the health of Travis Kelsey. But I don't think it's going to really matter much against one of the worst teams in football in the Denver Broncos who just lost to the New York Jets with their backup quarterback, Zach Wilson. So, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs, it's self-explanatory. Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. Next. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't look now, but Jalen Hurts is starting to round into form. I mean, back-to-back games, we're over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns to one interception. But the thing that people need to be paying attention on, Jalen Hurts using his legs against the L.A. Rams. 70 rushing yards against the Rams. Some of them design runs. Some of them he just decided to pull it down based on the scenario, time, and score, and down and distance. But – this is an Eagles team that has forged an identity around running the football, a buck 60 on the ground against that Rams front that's pretty good with Ernest Jones and Aaron Donald. So the fact that they were able to do that offensively and then you couple that with what we're seeing with their defensive front, they lead the league in pressures on the quarterback with their D-line. And the head of the snake, the tip of the spear, is Jalen Carter, who had a monster game against the Rams. I mean, he's throwing those offensive alignment around like me when I'm playing with my brother's kids. This guy had two sacks and countless other quarterback hits and pressures. This is going to be a really tough out, and they're not nearly as good as they're going to be because those young players are only going to continue to ascend as the season unfolds. Next! Number one. Top spot has got to be the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they dismantled the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, just completely dismantled them. The four previous teams that have started the season and they scored 30 or more points in each of their first five games has gone on to go to the Super Bowl. That, that's the territory that the San Francisco 49ers are in right now. They've scored 30 or more points in every single game this season. So this is a prolific offense, and it's one of the best defenses by any measure in the NFL through the first quarter or so of the year. So I just – this is a really good team. They're complete. 
and there really aren't a whole lot of questions. We believe in their coach. We believe in their offensive and defensive lines. We believe in the skill position players. We believe in the playmakers. They've got all pro talent all over the field. So that's the list. Those are the power rankings. San Francisco 49ers in the top spot. I feel like they've been there pretty much the entire year. But, again, there's nothing that we've seen from them that would dissuade us from the 49ers. So, Smalls, you're my accountability partner. Any omissions, any disagreements with the power rankings going into week six? I can just hear people in Detroit, CC, upset that they're not in the top five. Mm. I mean, they're arguably the third best team in the NFC. They're four and one. They're coming off yet another victory. No love for the Lions. I ain't saying I ain't got love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, but I just, <laughs> but with Detroit, I, I just gotta, I gotta see it a little bit more. And I think that the best from the Buffalo Bills is just a little bit better than the best from Detroit right now. Now, the floor for the Buffalo Bills is lower than the Detroit Lions, and there's something to be said for that. There's a greater degree of variance when it comes to what I'm getting week to week with the Bills versus what I'm getting from the Lions. But I think the, the top end of the Bills is better than the top end of the Lions. But that could change. That could change, especially with the injuries starting to mount up for Buffalo. You know what's interesting about this? I look up and down the standings and think what other teams could stake a claim into the power rankings, into the top five, right? We could look at Jacksonville. They beat Buffalo. They would have an opportunity to stake that claim. You mentioned Detroit. I think Cincinnati is clearly going to come on here if if Joe Burrow was hurt at two and three. Mm -hmm. But you know what you realize around the league? Those are the great teams, the ones we put up there. There are not many other teams that you can even project by season's end being great. Yeah. A lot of gray area. Not if you diet on the side. <laughs> but, um, but the reality is, what other team could you sit here and say, you know what? I could project not being good, not playoffs. I'm saying great. Who else could you project outside of that list that you just put up there? Jacksonville, maybe. Okay, maybe. Detroit, I think Detroit is what they are, which is really good. I don't think they're going to be great necessarily. Maybe they already are great. Maybe you want to say it. I don't know if they're great. I just don't know where the – here's the thing, and I, and I, and I don't want to get into a, a college football playoff argument about you know quality wins, but beating the Kansas City Chiefs without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, that's not really the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I just I don't know how much stock to put into that. Um, but the Bills lost to the Aaron Rodgers Jets. That's a fair point. You know that's what I mean? A, that's, like, a fair, that's a fair point. I'm, 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 and that's the thing. Like it's just so hard to to project what Detroit is right now. I think they're going to be really, really good because they got a lot of young players that are getting burned too out there. I just, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't quite trust it just yet. And maybe it's the history, the three decades without a playoff win, the three decades without winning the division. Maybe it's that. But that's why I'm hesitant to go all in with the Detroit Lions right now. Here's the reality. You don't want to say it, I'm going to say it. There's three Super Bowl teams right now. We're looking at San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Kansas City. We can't predict, predict or think about anybody else in the Super Bowl. That's how we're sitting here right now. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. It just means they are so good. It never three. happens like that. I know, but it they are never so happens like that. good. Tonight, the NHL season begins. The commissioner, Gary Bettman, will join us next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is pretty good, too. That's my music This, right this there. is pretty good right here, this too. This is awesome. This music is the best. The this is best. pretty good. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. The NHL season gets going tonight. A triple header on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Nashville at Tampa, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Love the early start, as morning shows uh, love here. It's great. Perfect for us. Chicago at Pittsburgh at 8 p.m. Eastern. Seattle at Vegas at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. All of it is part of ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. The commissioner of the NHL getting ready for the season tonight is Gary Bettman, and he joins us here on ESPN Radio. Gary, let's start with this. Tell us why this season in the NHL has a chance to be the best ever for your sport. Well, good morning, and uh, you're going to have to get a little less sleep tonight. Just I assume you're going to stay up and watch the banner raising from Las Vegas. But um, our competitive balance is unsurpassed, unrivaled. Uh, We're coming off an astounding season in terms of come-from-behind victories, scoring, Uh, We're seeing levels that either we haven't ever seen before in terms of these statistics or the most in three decades. Uh, And when you look at the teams and how they've adjusted themselves over the summer, everybody's gotten stronger. Plus, we have some great young talent coming into the league, uh, starting with Connor Bedard and the middle game of tonight's hat trick of games is Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh facing the Blackhawks with Bedard. I mean, talk about passing of the torch and talk about, you know, how games evolve from generation to generation. Uh, What a great storyline. Commissioner, you talked about the success of the Golden Knights and their banner raising. I mean, it's a success for the individual franchise, but also league-wide when we've seen what's happened with the recent expansion with the Las Vegas franchise and then the Seattle Kraken as well. Both franchises over the $800 million range in their recent valuations, the sale of the Senators over $900 million. I know the league has seen a lot of growth and, and, and a lot of success when it comes to comes to expanding. I'm curious to know from your perspective, could you see the league have the possibility of adding yet another team with markets that are in demand for the NHL, like Houston, like Atlanta, Quebec City, and Salt Lake City? That's a great question and a lot of parts to it. First of all, I guarantee you that if the Kraken or the Golden Knights 
were to be put on the market, they would go for at least twice the number that you have uh, uh, said that at 800. Uh, frankly, you know, when a small market Canadian club like Ottawa goes for almost a billion dollars, I think that sets a baseline, which shows you the the way our teams are now being valued. And I think historically they were probably undervalued. <clears throat> What's unique for us, and I think most of the uh, expansions throughout the history of the four major sports leagues has been the old model was you take the money, you give a city a new team, and they're not very competitive. The initial enthusiasm wears off in two or three years uh, because the team isn't very competitive or entertaining. And then by the time they're in the league a decade, they finally get competitive. Because of the system we have that gives us such incredible competitive balance, we decided, the owners decided, that we were going to only bring in teams in the league that could be competitive from the outset, uh, and our expansion drafts were adjusted to make sure that these teams could be competitive. Yes, we're getting uh, expressions of interest from places like Atlanta and Quebec City and Houston and Salt Lake City. We're not ready. We're not even focused on going into an expansion mode. Uh, obviously, we take meetings and we know the interest is out there, but we're not at a stage right now where we're thinking about admitting another club at this point. Gary, under your leadership, the NHL has grown by virtually every measure. As Chris mentioned, new markets, you've expanded viewership, higher revenue generated. What have you not accomplished as a commissioner of the NHL that you still would like to? That is a great question as well, and it's really a question of I'm never satisfied. So while in by every metric we're bigger, stronger, more stable, more entertaining, more competitive than we've ever been, uh, and our players in particular, the skill and the speed is unrivaled in our history, I always want more. I want to keep growing the game. I want more people to become avid fans and understand how great this game and our players are. And that's something we continue to work on day in and day out. There are thousands of people between the league office and the clubs that are committed every day to devoting their energies and their times and their expertise to growing the game and connecting with our fans. And there are lots of ways to continue to do that, whether it's our initiatives in the communities where we try to make a difference in people's lives using our platforms, or whether or not it's it's taking technology and making it part of the game so our fans have new and innovative and creative ways to get into our game and understand our game. Yeah, Gary, you just brought up initiatives. I know that recently you guys uh, did put out a memo to clarify initiatives, the specialty initiatives. Can you explain that, the clarification between team-organized um initiatives and individual initiatives that the league now has? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it's been terribly misunderstood and misportrayed. The fact is we, we encourage specialty nights where groups of, of all different types are honored and consciousness it is raised. Uh, but what happened uh, last year, the issue of who wanted to wear a particular uniform on a particular night in warm-ups overshadowed everything that our clubs were doing. So what we said, instead of having that distraction and having our players have to decide whether or not they wanted to do something or not do something and be singled out, we said, listen, as it relates to, to warm-ups and the game itself, let's not touch that. Anything around the game, anything off the ice, our teams and our players are continuously encouraged 
to give back to the communities and get involved in the causes that they find important. Uh, but what I think we did is we took the distraction and particularly the focus on which players were and weren't doing what away. And so now the concentration can be on the causes that we want to highlight. Commissioner, over the last couple of years, we've seen innovations by Major League Baseball to improve pace of play and shorten the overall length of the game to attempt to appeal to a broader audience. I'm not saying that you're going to fundamentally change the game, but could you see the NHL making any changes to the entertainment product in the foreseeable future to try to broaden the audience that uh, is familiar with hockey? I think baseball made some fundamental changes that seem to be working well, and credit to them for taking that initiative. Uh, but we haven't needed to do that. Our pace of play is probably the best in sports. Uh, our average regular season game is played under two and a half hours. Uh, our action is virtually nonstop. Uh, and the entertainment value, the competitive balance, you know, come from behind victories, unpredictability of results. We've never been better. And the feedback that we get from our fans, and I think we tend to skew younger than the other three of the four major sports, uh, we seem to be hitting a sweet spot, particularly with uh, millennials and Gen Zs. Gary, I'm a girl from St. Louis. I'm a Blues fan, and I'm excited about Connor Bedard, and he's likely going to make my life miserable for many years to come. How excited are you as the commissioner of the NHL for such a talent to be coming into the league? You know, it, it, to see the evolution of talent and generational potentially generational talents come into the league is great. But, you know, he's not the only great player that's come in. You know, if you ask New Jersey, they're focused on the Hughes brothers. You know, if you ask fans in Anaheim, they're focused on Trevor Zegers. I mean, we've got an abundance of young talent, and it's great. And as a Blues fan, you may get a little bit of a headache over playing <laughs> Chicago now. But you have a more recent Stanley Cup than they do, so you can still focus on that memory. That's right, Gary. Thank you for reminding Chicago of that fact. <laughs> it, is, it is unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, joined by the commissioner of the NHL, of course, Gary Bettman. we got the triple header coming up tonight, ESPN, ESPN Plus, beginning at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, then 8 o'clock, 10.30 p.m. Eastern after that with all three games. Gary, how has gambling changed your sport, and how have you guys embraced it? You know, it's not that it's changed the sport. It's another connection point for people that are interested in betting on our games. Uh, not all of our fans do it. The ones that do want to now have an opportunity to do it legally. Uh, and I think in some instances it may take a sports fan who, you know, on a whim or on an off night – might decide that, that, you know, they'll place a bet and see how it turns out. That may bring somebody new into the game. Uh, but at the end of the day, the game is still the game. And whether it's sports betting or technology or the rules of our game, we want to maintain our authenticity and be true to what we are, which is, in my view, the most exciting, most competitive and fastest team sport there is. Gary, going into year three of the rekindled partnership between the NHL and ESPN, what are some of the positives that you've seen with the league making this reconnection with the worldwide leader in sports? And what are some of the things that you're looking forward to this upcoming year? Well, first of all, I'm with you on opening day, so that, that, that's a plus. Listen, um, NBC did a great job for us for 17 years, but at the end of the day, um, the promotion, the coverage, the production values that ESPN provides for us 
night in and night out is extraordinary. And it's also our out-of-market package, which is on ESPN+. Plus. If you looked at Monday Night Football last night, the amount of coverage that we got in the midst of that game, the amount of promotion was phenomenal. And we love the treatment that we get from ESPN. By the way, we have a triple header tonight on October 24th. Every game is going to be in every team is going to be playing in a game which is going to be covered. It's like, I guess, our equivalent of a red zone opportunity brought to you by ESPN. Um, this this is a, a great relationship. Uh, Jimmy Pitaro and everybody else uh, made great promises to us as to how we'd be handled when we came back to ESPN. And they've met and exceeded every one of those promises. Gary, we've got about 30 seconds here. Open-ended question for you to go off on here. Is there a story that has not been told enough about the NHL this season that needs to be told? I, I think it's a continuous thing. I think there are a lot of people in your business, not the three of you, who, who don't fully understand and embrace hockey. And I think for sports fans in general, take a look at us. Get into it. There's no, nothing more entertaining that you could do for two and a half hours than watch one of our games. And that's a story that I want to keep telling because when it comes to sheer entertainment and excitement, I don't think anything rivals us. Gary, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck this season. We'll be watching, obviously, tonight all three games, ESPN, ESPN+. Thank you for having me, and we're excited about the season. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I mean, are we done? Unsportsmanlike moment of the day here on Unsportsmanlike along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Candy, Evan Cohen with you. Is there something else that could top whatever it is that happened to me? I don't know. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. That might be the Unsportsmanlike moment of the week. Thank you. Early, early. That's my goal. Early contention. Yeah. 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 Can we hear it isolated again? We need to hear that, by the way, versus Canty's remix from last week. Yes. Yes. We need to do a versus battle between. Can I have my shine for one second? I can't have this crown, Smalls. You have to take the crown off of my dyed hair and give it to Cece. Can I have my moment? Love the new color, by the way. It's the same color. It just looks better. Can I hear my moment here? I think they are. Excuse me. <laughs> sounds like a demon. It's <laughs> making me cough now. Oh my god! Like, I think well, they are. We need a well, wellness check on you after that one. I think they are. Yeah. Wow. Was there anything else in comparison for the unsportsmanlike moment of the day? Do we have anything else that would compete with that? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, that's oh. the one. That was yesterday or was it last week? I think that was last week, right? Was that last was week? Was Friday? The okay. days are running together. All right, so here we go. We're going to do a compare and the contrast. Okay. Which one wins, which means which one is worse? You want to win by being worse. Okay. Here I am attempting to speak. I think they are. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Here's Canty making noises within a sentence unknowingly to any of us. <laughs> Mods is worse. Mods, it's not How even close. How is that worse? You don't even know it's a. It's not a. It's not a language. It's not words. But it's it, just in the middle of the sentence. I'm gonna put this random sound. I become a monster. It's a grunt. I become a guy that like the kids are afraid of at night. That's what I became in that moment. To be fair, weren't you talking about Ray Lewis? I was. So, it, like, it just escaped your throat talking yeah. about yeah. him coming out. Yeah. Evan, I don't know what happened with you there. Uh, easy. I was talking about the the possibility of the Patriots, not the possibility, the reality of the Patriots not being good. Yeah. So both can provoke fear. Ray Lewis going up against an offense. There would be, there would be that sound. But I, but would I be feel made. like that sound is more descriptive of what the Patriots are this year Ew. than what you said. Okay, yeah. that's, all right. Wait a second. Wait a second. The, the Patriots are making the stank face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which sound better describes the Patriots? What I tried to do. I think they are. Excuse me. Or what Cece did. Oh, it's the latter. It's not even close. But I choked. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the past. But the Patriots didn't choke. They didn't Kinda show did. up. They haven't showed up. They haven't shown up for the season. And what CeCe's saying sounds like ill. Yeah. And so far the season has been ill. So, uh, it hasn't even been mad. It's been <laughs> At Evco Radio on Twitter. If you want to tweet uh. in on this, the Dr. Pepper uh, tweet inbox is what we're going to say here. Whose sound was worse? Mine or CeCe's? At Evco Radio, E-V-C-O Radio. You can tweet in on this as to the worst sound, the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day and of the week, really, I guess, is what we're saying here with those crazy moments from this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good stuff from Gary Bettman. If you missed any of that, the commissioner of the NHL, you can go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast, him talking about all of the uh, excitement around the league this year. I also thought it was interesting. You know, we don't really, I don't think, see the NFL do this as much as maybe the NBA, NHL do, is individualize their promotion. And I think that they're right to do that. I mean, if you watch the NFL NFL game last night, you saw NHL-branded commercials with a rookie in Connor Bedard, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think the NFL chooses to do that as much. Brands do that, but I don't think the league does that as much because they're not trying to individualize the players. They're trying to keep it to the 32 teams in the shield. But I think the NHL is right to do it. Lean into a star. I mean, your sport that you love more than anything else in baseball, I mean— I understand he may be against it. When was the last time we saw Mike Trout do anything like this big? Bedard was on Monday Night Football last night in his ads. Yeah, I wish baseball would do more of that, is lean into the star power that they have. They have so many exciting young stars in baseball. If it was up to me, they would be pushing them on every single show in America, forcing these guys to really show their faces and their personalities and expand their brand. But I think the NFL does that, no? I mean, you mean to tell me that when we're watching a game, it's not, oh, Patrick Mahomes versus Trevor Lawrence? Like, I see the promos with the stars in the NFL on them all the time. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, of course, the romance between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. The yeah. league is leaning fully into that with the whole friendship bracelet thing that they were giving out at MetLife to promote the Sunday ticket on YouTube. Yeah, the NFL leans into their own individual player promotions uh, as much as any other league. But I think, as a whole, the NFL is careful to toe that line and not making sh- and making sure that there's not one player that 
gets to a point where they're above the shield. Just look at the logo of the NFL in comparison to Major League Baseball and the NBA. It's a shield yeah. versus actual players. Right. That's what the NFL is. Like That's where they're at in terms of the culture around their branding and promotion. That's the point. That, like I could never see the NFL doing that with Caleb Williams. The way that, they're, they're, as the number one pick in the draft next year, he's going to be a star in the league. I think everybody believes he's going to be a star in the league. I think the NFL has business partners that do that. But the NHL is leading into... Listen to Gary Bettman. We have Connor Bedard. Like, yeah. that's a big thing. I don't know. Would Roger Goodell and they, and they haven't matched up on opening night against Sid the Kid, Sid Crosby, right. That's right. who was the, the the last generational talent that the league saw come in. passing up the torch. No doubt. Yeah, I don't. I just can't imagine Roger Goodell in an interview talking about the hype around Caleb Williams. Yeah, like know. making sure that Caleb Williams goes up head to head against Pat Mahomes in yeah. the season open. I don't. Yeah, see the it. NFL wouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> that that's the point. Yeah. Greeny coming up next. We are on to Wednesday. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. I think they are. Excuse me. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.